Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. Hey, in this episode, we want to take a preliminary look at the upcoming 2024 elections. There's a lot up for grabs, of course, this being a presidential election. So we have the presidency, of course, the House, and then actually 33 Senate seats uh, that are going to be uh, contested next year. And, you know, essentially what we actually did in the last presidential election is to define four phases uh, that will go through uh, up to and through the election. So kind of want to uh, re- revisit that and kind of frame it out in terms of where we are and where we're headed. Uh, so let's start with the idea of the early primary phase. So it's still pretty early. And yet in this ec- election, basically, um, it seems uncontested, meaning that, of course, for uh, uh, the Republican Party, we're seeing uh, among Republicans, Donald Trump uh, really being favored uh, by quite a significant margin. And um, and so we have, you know, Ron DeSantis out there uh, fighting to be considered, uh, Nikki Haley fighting to be considered. Uh, but at this point, in, in the early uh, uh, primary phase, basically, it seems like Trump is, is ultimately going to get the nomination. On the Democratic side, of course, we have uh, President Biden, who so far is indicating that he wants to run again for re-election. And, um, and so it seems that he's, uh, you know, d- default in terms of the Democratic nomination. Uh, and, and then one final note would be, uh, as it relates to independence, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. broke away from the Democratic Party and is running as an, an independent. And in terms of poll, polling, it, it's like he's getting a you know, decent number of fo- focus or the potential for votes. Uh, and it's really yet to be seen if, that, if he ultimately does run uh, you know, in the general election, where those votes will come from, but we'll we'll be focusing on that, especially as we get to let's get to the next phase, the late primary phase. So here, it'll get interesting for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, a lot of times that's when um, people that are uh, uh, not yet uh, polling well might, you know, sort of break out and and pe- come into focus and and so on the republican side you know when you think about uh former president trump facing many lawsuits issues that that we have there's the potential for one of those other uh, candidates to kind of break break forward and 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 compete better if you will now as it relates to president biden i always have the view that as it relates to people in office it's really important to show uh, great respect and reverence if you will especially for the presidency but with that said, there there are you know continued concerns about uh, the the president's ability to uh, to basically sit in office for another term, uh, both in terms of age, health, and uh, and again with respect uh, worries about cognitive cognitive decline. So again, that's something that we'll watch whether that becomes part of the calculation in what we think of as the late primary phase where, you know, again, these kinds of things come into focus. One other thing we'll watch in the late primary phase is this uh, effort by what's called no labels. It's really sort of this moderate effort. Uh, and, and in fact, Senator Joe Manchin, who I, I believe is sort of interacting with that group and, and considering a run. Uh, so again, those are the kinds of things in our view that probably don't get 
clear till later in this sort of primary stage and what we would call the late primary stage is most likely where that will come into focus. Now, once uh, uh, candidates are nominated and the parties, various parties and such, pick their candidates, then we have the general election. As it relates to being an investor, right, in in a group analyzing the economy and the markets, basically that general election phase is when things can come better into focus because essentially what you have is candidates that are more clear about their policies and platforms. And, and of course, it's the policies ultimately that, that affect the economy and the markets. And so once we have the general election, we'll be able to sort of turn our focus and get, dig in a bit on that. And of course, along the way, we'll be analyzing um, kind of uh, who looks favored and, uh, you know, the interplay between, let's say, the independent candidates and uh, the more established uh, party candidates and how that all uh, unfolds um, as we get uh, into and through the general election. Now, of course, when it's all said and done, uh, we have somebody that's elected, uh, they become uh, uh, you know, uh, known, and then we can dig in even further to fully assess their platform and policies and our, uh, what we see as the implications for uh, uh, the economy and the market. So that post-election phase uh, where we, we have an incoming administration, we can kind of evaluate their plans. Basically, that's where a lot of the work is ultimately going to get done as it relates to uh, the markets and investing. So again, it's pretty early, uh, but we wanted to kind of kick off a focus. We, we, by the way, we're in the midst of developing our 2024 outlook uh, that will be uh, published the first week of um, January. And we'll definitely have actually, I think, a couple of articles that will get get deep into the election. So look forward to sharing that with you. In the meantime, Thanks so much for listening. I'll remind you to check out stiefelinsights.com. It's a, a website we host to contain all our work. And uh, appreciate you listening to this episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.